This is Doug Hastings, Vice President of Moody Radio, and we're thankful for support from our listeners and businesses like United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage commercials are rarely exciting. So to make it slightly more interesting, here are my nieces to do it for me. So interest rates continue to drop like my sister's baby teeth. Come on, Uncle Ryan had to say the same thing last year. That's true. Last year, it was rates are boring talk historically low. And now this year, there's somehow even more boring talk historically lower than the previous boring talk historically low. Sounds boring. But for so many listeners who just haven't wanted to deal with it, refinancing right now could save you massive amounts of Lego sets. Rates have gotten that low. Some borrowers could potentially save hundreds monthly and tens and tens of thousands over the life of a loan. And if you didn't put 20% down before, some could even stop having to pay PMI. Give Uncle Ryan a shot. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. It happens to most of us sooner or later, a family member asks for financial help. If your first thought is to write a check, uh, put down the pen just a minute and ask yourself, is this helping or hurting? A family member in need, regardless of the circumstances, provides an opportunity not only to help, but maybe even change the life of a loved one for the better. Financial planner and teacher Rob West has some great ways you can do that. Then we take some calls from all across the country. However, today's edition of the program is not live. We are pre-recorded. I'm Steve Moore. Money Wise Live with Rob West is next. Rob, interesting subject today. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've suggested that people ask themselves if giving money to a a relative will really help or hurt the situation. But uh, isn't that a tough question to answer for most people? Well, it really is, Steve. So it's understandable that some people don't want to think about it at all. So instead, they just write the check. But it's important to ask it. And coming up with an answer doesn't have to be that difficult. First, consider the circumstances that led the family member, or it could also be a friend, to ask for the money. Uh, Is this a short-term problem or is it something that's ongoing? So for example, a lost paycheck that takes a few weeks to replace is one thing, but if there's a history of asking for help, handing over money isn't going to solve the problem. In most cases, it will likely just make it worse. Okay. Well, let's just uh, say for argument's sake that it is a one-time thing and you've decided that you should help. So then what? Well, in that case, you have to decide how you'll help, and you have two basic choices, either with a gift or a loan. Now, whichever you decide, make the terms clear to the person you're helping. If it's a gift, let them know you don't expect to get the money back. Now, if it's a loan, I would do up a promissory note with the repayment terms clearly spelled out. There are plenty of templates online that you can download and fill in. The key is make it clear and make it in writing. Okay. Uh, Which is better, a loan or a gift? 
Yeah. Well, my preference, relationally speaking, would be to make it a gift because once you do that, the matter's over. Uh, it's quite different with a loan, which is ongoing and potentially damaging to your relationship with the person you're helping. Uh, scripture says the borrower becomes the slave to the lender. We talk about that often. So in effect, loaning money to family or friends changes the nature of that relationship. And I think that's why it's really better to make it a gift and be done with it if you're in a position to do so. Uh, and regarding loans, Steve, you might be asked to co-sign one as a means of helping. Scripture repeatedly tells us not to do that, and it makes no exception for family members. Uh, I'll take you to one of the verses on the topic, Proverbs 22, verse 26. It warns, be not one of those who gives pledges, who puts up security for debts. Hmm, okay. I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but you said basically there are two choices, a gift or a loan. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that there's still a, another way in addition to those two? Well, yes. You could also give the person a job, uh, an opportunity to earn extra money. That huh. could be chores around the house or any, any number of things. If you own a business, uh, that approach may not always be possible, but it's worth considering if that's an option for you. Is that why when I asked you for $20, you said... <laughs> Shovel my driveway. What right. Was, I think it I mean, was wash, huh? can wash my car. Yeah. Yeah. That well, was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why I just always wondered. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's say it's the other circumstance. Uh, the person asking for money is often in trouble. Maybe it's right. not the first time they've asked. Then what? Well, one option clearly is just to say no. But if you do, it's important to explain why. And I would just say in a loving way, explain that you believe it would perhaps do more harm than good by enabling them to keep repeating the pattern that you really want to be helpful to uh, encourage yeah. them to solve the underlying issue. Okay. Uh, and what if you do decide to help? Right. Well, first, decide how you'll provide the money. If you can't trust the person to handle it wisely, uh, perhaps consider making a direct payment for a bill like utilities or an insurance premium, if that's the reason they're asking for help. Or you could provide groceries instead of cash or even a gift card for groceries. Uh, you could also help and provide help a great deal by putting conditions on the money. So you could insist that the person sit down with you to go over their finances, uh, to make up a budget or develop a plan for uh, saving and paying down debt. Uh, if you're mm -hmm. uncomfortable doing that where they disclose that information to you, well, one of our MoneyWise coaches could help with that. Uh, you could also insist they go through a small group study on personal finance. They're offered online by Compass Finances God's Way. Just look for Navigating Your Finances God's Way. Okay, we'll come back and tackle one more issue, helping adult children. This is MoneyWise Live. Stick around. We're MoneyWise Live, and we talk about our telephone number often, usually because we're live, but today we're pre-recorded. So if you hear a mention of the phone number, please don't call us, but you can find us online at moneywiselive.org. Rob, we've been chatting for just a bit about uh, lending a friend or a family member money. Anything else yeah. that uh, we haven't mentioned that you want to? 
Well, a couple of additional thoughts. One is, let me just go back to this idea of really uh, requiring that there be some conditions with the gift. I really like this idea of using an opportunity to help someone out of a genuine interest of concern and wanting to care mm-hmm. for them, uh, encouraging them to really solve the underlying issues. And in many respects, that's just a lack of understanding God's way of handling money. And so uh, encouraging them, for instance, to get on a spending plan and be accountable to somebody like a money-wise coach, Uh, encouraging them to go through a study like the one we mentioned, uh, navigating your finances God's way from Compass One would be great. And those are, again, offered online at compassone.org. That's compass and the number one.org. You know, this can be a real, I think, step toward solving what got them to this position in the first place, which gives you a lot more peace of mind to know that as a Mm -hmm. steward of what God has entrusted to you, as you make the gift, you really are genuinely trying to help. I think the other thing is, let's say uh, you make a loan to someone. You say, I'm going to provide you an interest-free loan. We write down the terms. You're going to pay it on this schedule over this time period and ultimately pay it back. And let's say something happens along the way and they're unable to do that. They're unable to fulfill that obligation. And you decide that you want to now make it a gift. You're not going to require them to pay it back. You're going to change your mind. Uh, I would let them know that. I want you to release them from that obligation. Otherwise, that's going to continue to hang over them. But if you make that decision, communicate that. Say, you know what? I've decided just to make this a gift. I want to bless you with that. You are released from this uh, obligation, and it's over, and you move on. Because I think the relational fallout from these situations can be uh, really damaging, uh, Uh and we certainly want to avoid that at all costs. Uh, You're a compassionate guy, Rob West. All right. We did mention there was one other aspect we wanted to touch on. It involves helping adult children. Too often, uh, one spouse wants to help, the other is against it. Uh, Help us out here. What can we do? Well, it's a tough situation, no doubt, and it's often where someone will cite 1 Timothy 5.8. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Pretty clear. Uh, But I think the key word there is provide. It doesn't have to be money. Wisdom is by far the most important thing we can ever pass on to our children. So putting conditions on the money, like we just mentioned a moment ago, is a great way to provide wisdom along with financial help. I also think uh, this can be a real uh, point of contention between husband and wife. And so I would say as spouses, you should come together and pray about this decision. As Howard Dayton, the former host of this program, likes to say, it's impossible to argue with someone when you are praying together. So uh, be sure to do that. And then uh, you can also seek some outside counseling to help you reach an agreement. You could talk to your pastor or uh, perhaps someone at church. But just really think and pray through these decisions. Remember, we're so quick to help our adult children, and oftentimes tough love is uh, one of the best ways to learn, even though it can be difficult. So just be sure that may not be the better option, and I want you to consider that. Thank you, Rob. Well said. Again, we're taking your financial calls on anything to, uh, today, 800-525-7000. If you have a question, if you have a concern, if you have a testimony of sorts, uh, we'd love to hear from you, 800-525-7000. Marsha is in Chattanooga, and what's on your mind today, Marsha? Hi. Thanks for Hi. taking my call. Um, sure. I have a house uh, that uh, I still owe about $32,000 on, I'm probably about 15 years. And um, 
it has been sitting vacant for some time. Um, I have two children. Neither one of them, they have their own homes, so they don't want it. I have, I live in another location with my husband, and um, my nephew and his wife do not have a home. They are renting. So I want to make an agreement with him if he will pay rent to um, make the payments on the house. Um, and then when the rent, when uh, the payments are made in the 15 years, I want him to have the home. Mm-hmm. But he's going to pay rent to me to make the payments for the yes. rest of the time. So I want to find out if that is a if that is a good idea or uh, if there's some agreements we should make. Yes. How should I go about this? Yeah, I think uh, it is a good idea, something you can definitely pursue. You want to do it the right way, both from a legal standpoint as well as from a tax standpoint, because uh, the IRS is going to want to make sure that the rent that you're charging is customary and and fair, uh, according to what it would uh, be typical in that area. And you're going to want to have everything clearly spelled out uh, with a rent-to-own agreement. So what I would recommend you do, Marcia, is visit uh, with a real estate attorney attorney, someone who uh, perhaps from your church or local area has um, specializes in this area, who's an, an attorney, but uh, does real estate closings and is well-versed in real estate law, who could draw up a, a rent-to-own agreement, help you work through that process to make sure that it's handled properly, and even handle the tax side of it as well, or refer you to somebody who can. But I think this is a great way to uh, bless your nephew, uh, assuming this is the home he wants wants to own, that he could be working toward that home ownership by paying you rent, and then that would be credited toward his ultimately uh, being able to own it uh, outright. And, and of course, at that point, it would be in his name. So uh, if you don't have someone that you know of in your area, you could go to our website, find a certified kingdom advisor there in Chattanooga. Just go to moneywiselive.org, click on find a CKA, and then ask for a referral to a real estate attorney who could help you draw up a simple agreement Make sure it's done properly, uh, but uh, give both of you the peace of mind that you know you're working towards something, and uh, I think this will be a great blessing for him. Randy, or rather Marsha, thank you very much. We appreciate your call today. I hope that works out well for you. Grand Junction, Colorado, now we say hi to Randy, and you have a 401k question, Randy? Yes, I do. Um, All right. I've got a uh, Target dated 401k and i was just wanting to maybe manage it more myself and just yeah you guys uh, recommend i don't know maybe some books websites something to learn about all this sure yeah you know the only challenge with a 401k and i'm not against them by any means i think it's the place to go as a starting point for your retirement savings especially with matching uh but the only downside is just that you are in fact limited in the investment options inside the 401k to whatever the 401k administrator uh makes available uh so a lot of people choose the target date funds just because they're easy in the sense that you don't have to put a lot of time and energy into uh 
researching the investment options, and it can make sure that you're, uh, in effect, rebalancing over time uh, to move more and more conservative as you approach retirement and that you don't uh, get overly aggressive at any point or you're not too conservative while you still have some time. But if you'd like to take a more proactive approach, there's nothing wrong with uh, moving out of the target date fund and essentially using the other funds that are in there to build your own allocation. And one reason why you'd want to do that is if, for instance, you wanted to be a bit more aggressive than perhaps the target date fund is, or uh, you'd want to be uh, more conservative. Either option would allow you to take the funds that are in there and, in a sense, build your own allocation toward you know stocks and fixed income. And in the stock part of the equation, you could you know choose the more aggressive or the more conservative options. So I think uh, there's a couple of things you need to do. Number one is you need to get uh, the plan information so you can get the prospectus uh, for each of the funds that are there and become familiar with the various options you have. And then secondly, I want to send you a book. If you hold on the line here, Randy, we'll send you Austin Pryor's Sound Mind Investing Handbook. This is really going to give you a good overview of investing so you can understand what you're looking for and what is the right allocation for your age and risk tolerance and objectives. But it's all done with a biblical perspective. And that's, of course, what we're really interested in. So if you hang on the line, we'll get you that book. Go ahead and order or request a copy of each prospectus from the funds inside the 401k. So as you're reading it, you'll be able to look those over and then uh, you can make some choices. And if you have any specific questions along the way, Randy, give us a buzz. Randy, we appreciate your phone call today. We wish you the best with that. Thank you very much. Uh, When we return from our brief break, we'll be chatting with Christy, who's working on a concrete repair project. Eric wants to get into the stock market, that and more. You're listening to Money Wise Live with Rob West. I'm Steve Moore. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with more Money Wise Live. You're listening to Money Wise Live, but today we're not live. So if you hear that phone number, please don't call, but do stick around. Lots of good information ahead. All right, let's dig into this concrete repair pod, uh, project. Let me say this again. I'm a semi-professional. Uh, concrete repair project that requires landscaping. Oh, Christy, I have a rake and a shovel. I don't know if I can help you much beyond that, but maybe Rob can. How can we help you? Thanks for taking my call. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty big project, and it's going to cost quite a bit of money, probably upwards of like $40,000. So our concrete is above grade. Everything has to come below the foundation of the house and a lot of our landscaping. So we need to come up with $40,000, and um, we're looking at different areas to draw it from. So, yeah, and this has to be done soon because our sill plate, you know, is rotting. Um, other repairs have to be done too. So anyway, yeah, we have like our 401k, we can take it against, we have a life insurance policy, which will charge us $1,500 a year. Um, if we take it from there, um, we have some savings. We have a college fund. We're hoping we can empty because our kids are done with college and we have 30,000 in savings, or we could borrow against the house. So yeah. we're yeah. not sure what the best way to go is. 
Okay. Uh, so you said the project you think is going to cost around 40000 Uh You have 30000 right now in savings. Uh, do you have some margin at the end of the month, Christy, um, when you all are done paying your bills? Do you have a little bit left over? We don't have a budget, which is bad. So we kind of hmm. live to the hilt. Um, no, that's really bad. But So we don't really know. Like, no, we don't have leftover because we always seem yeah. to spend what we get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And tell me about this college fund. Is it in a 529 or is it just in an account that was earmarked for college? Oh, it's in something. I don't know. could be a 529. It's like $10,000. We have to, I guess my husband has to figure that out. It's not just in our savings. It's not something we put aside ourselves. Okay. Like we put it somewhere. Somebody's taking care of it for us. So you'd pay tax and a penalty uh, likely on the gain uh, that you have in there, if there's any gain. Uh, so that would be a, a first option, because if you don't have any more kids that are going to school and you don't plan to go back or your husband uh, for any additional schooling, then uh, that's an asset. Even though we have to pay some tax on it, I like that a lot better than uh, what you're talking about in terms of a loan from either the life insurance or the 401k. I would really steer clear of those if at all possible. Uh, um, I, I'm okay with you taking some of your savings, but I really want you to do a budget or a spending plan first because, um, you know, anytime we're drawing down the savings, I really don't want you to get below three months' expenses. Uh, what would you say is a rough estimate of what you're spending on a monthly basis in expenses? Um, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really okay. don't know. Okay. Well, that, that really needs to be I our know. starting point, Christy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. In a month is about twelve thousand dollars, and somehow, okay. um, but part of that money is going towards you know ties and offering and yeah. this and that. Not not the whole thing, obviously, but um, sure, yeah, we don't sure. seem to have extra, yeah. and we we can't figure out why we don't have. Yeah. Well, I can tell you why, because <laughs> you're not tracking it. Uh, you know, we, we're all in the same boat in the sense, I'm not getting on to you. What I'm saying is, if any of us were to operate this way without a plan, and once you have the plan without a process to control the flow of money in and out, uh, whether that's on a spreadsheet or the envelope system with physical envelopes or an, a smartphone app, it doesn't matter. You have to have a way throughout the month for you to say, okay, we've reached the end of our eating out budget or we've reached the end of our entertainment budget or yep we're done with uh, uh, you know going to the movie this month or whatever it is and that budget needs to reflect all of the expenses including the non-recurring expenses those things that happen quarterly or semi-annually those things like putting something aside to repair the cars or for gifts so it's really important that you uh, work through that process I think that's where one of our money wise coaches Christy could be a real help to you I do that for first, where you take 30 days and capture uh, all of your expenses, better yet, 60, and then get it into a plan. They'll walk alongside you to help you do that. In the meantime, I would prefer you take a home equity loan, assuming you have some equity in the house. Uh, do you have some equity built up? Um, yeah, um, we we owe 250 and I think the house is worth like 565 and we don't have any bills. We don't carry any debt outside of that. Okay. All right. So that would be my first choice. Uh, You know, you can get a a real attractive rate right now. I wouldn't get a home equity line of credit where the interest rate is adjustable. I'd get a home equity loan. Uh, Make sure you do your homework, get a number of bids, decide who you're going to go with and how much you actually need. 
borrow that amount, pay it in full, but then really focus on getting that paid off quickly. And that's got to uh, really come down to you having a well thought out budget. You'll have a lot more peace of mind knowing where your money's going. And the goal will be to free up some margin on a monthly basis over and above uh, all of your obligations. So that's the direction I would go a home equity loan, but get started on that budget today. And if you have questions along the way, give us a call back. That's right. Uh, Of course, having a budget and putting all that in God's hand is the very best foundation you could ever have. We wish you well. When we come back, Eric, Olivia, we're coming in your direction. Stay with us. You're listening to MoneyWise Live. Find us on the web at moneywiselive.org. But today we're not live. So if you hear that phone number, please don't call, but do stick around. Lots of good information ahead. Olivia, Gary, and Rosa, I know you're out there. Uh, keep uh, keep with us or stay with us. Uh, keep listening because we're I, going to I, get I, to you uh, just as quickly really as we can. But call. first, let's um, talk with Eric uh, calling from Crown stocks, Point, Indiana. Right? The, uh, Eric, we're so glad you called today. You're on MoneyWise so Live. Go right ahead. <laughs> and just with the market kind of I, I, being I, uh, lower lately, really appreciate you taking my call. I've always been interested in getting into stocks. I was wondering if this would be a opportunity to get into the stock market. And I guess um, where would I go how much that? would be a good yeah. amount to start off uh, with? Well, I'd love to weigh in on that. Let me ask you a few questions first, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, just uh, give well, me a I'd quick love to weigh in on that. Let me ask you a few questions situation. first, if you don't Eric, mind. Uh, do you have any just give me a quick overview of your financial situation, Eric. Do you have any debt to speak of? And then what about emergency savings? Student loan on my side, uh, between my wife and I, we have thousand in our account. I'm about to graduate in December. Great. Um, I'm about to graduate with nursing as far as like our monthly. And do you find that you have uh, 100 or $200 left over the end of the month, or is it coming right down to the wire? That's great. And do you find that you have 100 or $200 left over the end of the month, or is it coming right down to the wire? It seems like we have a steady increase throughout the year. Down. We take when it comes to we do have like a little bit of insurance and things of that nature. We just when it comes to like six months auto insurance and things of that nature. We just kind of have like get off every six months. Okay. Um, yeah, and when you say an increase, you mean your kind of savings is increasing? Okay. Yeah, and when you say an increase, you mean um, your savings is increasing? Just looking at the total amount that we have. Very good. And do you or your wife have a company-sponsored retirement plan available to you? Very good. And do you or your wife have a company-sponsored retirement plan available to you? Is putting into um, a uh, Roth. Right now, I think. Um, pretty sure my wife. Uh, I'm not sure, like, is putting into a. There's two different Roth. ones. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, um, I'm not sure, like. And then I think there's two different ones. That, I'm not sure which uh, one it is. We don't really have any savings. Um, I just recently got a job. Then, besides um, that, and uh, my company don't really have any savings. savings I just recently got a job. Um, into, um, okay. uh, and my company has a thing or something. Taking some money, I'm not sure. Putting into. Great. And then last question: Do you have any savings goals? So are you trying to save? And then last question: Do you have any savings goals? So are you trying to save for a purchase of a home, or are you trying to save for a second car? Tell me what goals you've. Uh, we are hoping maybe in the next two years uh, sure. to get so, a home. 
also start a family. We are hoping uh, maybe in the next two years kind of to get a home and with also those start goals a family. In mind, we're kind of uh, waiting until I and graduate kind of and start my nursing career. With those goals in yeah. mind, we're okay, kind of waiting good. until well, I graduate. Well, I think the, you're doing a lot of things career. right here. Okay, I didn't hear you mention good. any credit well, card debt, so it the, sounds like you're doing a lot of things right here. I didn't hear you mention any credit card debt, so it sounds like the only debt you have is the student loan debt. Is that right? Those things paid. That's right. We do have credit cards. Yeah, and I love that you're on the envelope system using that for the discretionary portion yeah. of your spending and, and I love that you're well, on the envelope the system using is, that for the discretionary uh, portion you of your spending plan. Well, I think so the key here is, I heard you say you're spending about $1,500 a month, so obviously you're keeping your lifestyle pretty modest. Close. You've built up uh, 7000 in savings, so you're not quite to six months, but you're getting close. That's a good thing. I'd love for you to quantify your goal for the home when you're ready to buy a home. And the way to do that is to start to imagine when you're ready to buy a home. Home. You've started your uh, nursing even if it's career. Not the one ready you'd ultimately to start like a family. You guys are ready to buy a home. Neighborhood uh, you'd even like if it's to not the one you you'd ultimately like to buy, get a feel for the neighborhood you'd like to live in. How much you think so you could spend based on a reasonable expectation of what your income will be, so that your principal interest taxes and insurance payment isn't more than twenty five percent of your take home pay. Figure out how much you want to spend. Twenty thousand. Well, we want to set a goal to save twenty thousand. A twenty percent down payment. Even though it's a few years off, we want to know what that is so you know what you're working toward. Even though it's a few years off, we want to know what that is so you know what you're working toward. Then the second thing I want you to do is I want you to look at the total amount you're putting into retirement accounts right now based on the 401k that you're likely contributing to and this Roth that you believe your wife is contributing to so you all know how much you're putting away of your pay. I'd love for you to put away as a goal 10% of your pay. You may not be able to get there right yet because you just max out the matching your portion of job yet, so that may come later. You may available. Uh, just max but out I'd the matching know portion, maybe three to five percent. If that's available, but I'd love for you to know the answer to that, so you have a feel for what is your baseline in terms of how much is going in right now, and then you know what you ultimately want to work up toward in terms of that ten percent. That is really the money that I want you to be focused on investing with. The rest, rather than just dropping some money in the stock market, I'd rather you not go that approach because then we're trying to tie in the market two weeks could ago. Could be lower a month uh, from now could be, or it could be, be lower dramatically than this higher. We don't know. And that's why the Bible encourages us to be what's called steady plotters, which means we're systematic over a long period of time in our investing. And that's what a consistent contribution to a retirement plan is going to do for you. Is you're putting it in every paycheck or every month. And that means you're buying at all levels on the market every month. But I wouldn't be opening a separate account and dropping some money in just because well, the good news I'd rather you be systematic. So your let's go back and let's quantify the goal on the, the home purchase in terms of the, the same payment, amount of money than it and then did set up a separate savings account for that and start lower contributing so a little bit every month. From this and then secondly, the figure out as what a young guy who's got percentage a lot of, of your total side. income but you're putting into retirement right now so you know where you're starting and then let's try to work that up to 10, ultimately 15% over time. Let's not worry about opening yet another investment account. I would just focus on those Goal on the home purchase Bob, if you're in terms of the down uh, going payment, to be putting money and then set up a, a separate savings account, account isn't for that going to contributing a little bit every investing month. In stocks and then and secondly, figure out oh, it, what it will absolutely. What I'm saying is, though, let's focus on that in terms right of our investing. So you know where you're starting, and then let's try to by work putting it in every month systematically, we're not trying to pick a bottom. We're not trying to say, okay, I think today's the day because the market's down. No, 
we're going to invest this paycheck Bob, and we're going to invest uh, next going paycheck and it doesn't matter where the market is, we're systematic. That, going to that really should be our mode of investing, Steve, for uh, you know, the long haul. Oh, it will, absolutely. Okay. What I'm saying is, though, uh, Rob, let's here's a quick email from Vivian. Uh, dear Rob, we're almost 70 and we owe 67000 on our mortgage. My husband wants to increase our $30,000 home equity loan to $50,000 to pay off credit card bills. But it'd be okay to use some of that money for a vacation. You know, I really don't like Vivian either option of increasing the home equity loan to pay off the credit cards or using the home equity loan to pay for the vacation. Yeah, we really don't need to look at the equity in our house as being available to fund other things. Really, what we need to do is fund those things out of our income, and that means we got to do the hard work of putting a budget in place that balances and has margin. Really after like our taxes, Vivian, after our giving, uh, after our lifestyle, we've got some left over that we can use to pay down those credit cards as quick as you can. Yeah, so let's really do this. Don't let's not borrow any more from the house. As let's contact ChristianCreditCounselors.org to see if you can use a debt management program to pay off the credit cards. And then let's save for that vacation, even if you have to put it off a little while. And if you have a question, you'd like to send to Rob and you'd like to have him answer you on the program. Via email, can use the address is questions at moneywise.org. As quick as you can. So let's do this. Let's not borrow any more from the home. Well, that music let's reminds us it's time to take a brief break. It will be also brief, so please don't go anywhere. This is MoneyWise Live. Your host is Rob West. I'm Steve Moore. We're back with more after this. And if you have a question you'd like to send to Rob and you'd like to have him answer you on the program via email, the address is questions at moneywise.org. Questions at moneywise.org. Hey, a real pleasure to have you with us today. This is MoneyWise Live. I'm Steve Moore, that other guy over there, the guy with the answers. Uh, he's Rob West, and we're happy to have you with us on the program today. However, we are pre-recorded. We won't be taking your calls, but we've lined up some calls in advance that I think you'll find uh, interesting, helpful, and uh, a very, very practical. At least we've tried to make them that way. But I think the upcoming information will help you and bless you and make you a wise steward of what God's given you. You might be saying, how can I help those guys out? How can I make sure that Monday through Friday, when I turn the radio on at this time, that this program is still here? Well, um, I'd like to suggest that uh, please remember, MoneyWise Media is a not-for-profit 501c3 ministry, and we're not a business, and we really do depend greatly on your uh, support, your friendship, your prayer support, and your financial donations. And uh, as of today, Rob, there's a newer, quicker creative way to give, right? Uh, keeping up with the time, Steve Moore, you're exactly right. We do depend upon your gifts and we want to make it quick and safe and secure for you mm. to give to MoneyWise. And we've got three ways. Here they are. You can call, click, or text. What are you talking about, uh. you ask? Well, I'll explain. You can call 888-663-4211. That's 888-663-4211. That'll go right into one of our team members who's waiting to assist you even now with a smile on their faces, and uh, we'd be happy to help. You can click the donate button when you go to moneywiselive.org. Just click the donate button, moneywiselive.org, or uh -huh. yes, you can text. 
You can text oh, the word GiveWise. Yes, that's one word. GiveWise to 28950. So open up your text, type in 28950, and then type the word GiveWise, and uh, it'll be quick and easy for you to give that way as well. I like it. So, okay, the three ways, again, you can you can call, you can right. click, or text. Yes. Now, Click it or ticket. What does that does that apply no, no, here? No, that's a totally what, what different does that thing. Mean? Yeah, that, oh, that has to do with your seatbelt, I think. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm always getting these confused. All right, well, let's try, let's go back to our phones. Albany, New York, Olivia, you are so patient, and we appreciate that. How can we help you? Yes, um, Rob, I just wanted to thank you so much for um, being willing to answer some of my questions. Um, I am 66 years old. My husband divorced me after 38 Mm. years of marriage um, a year and a half ago. And the money I got from him was part of his retirement. Um, I got the home, and it has no mortgage. But last year for taxes, um, I I was stunned. I had to pay over $44,000 to um, state and um, local taxes. And so I've got $60,000 to work with. Yesterday, I met a vice president um, of the bank that I've been going to for over 20 years. And we spoke about the possibilities of what could be done for me um, through the bank. And um, there was something called Gallery Max Equity Composite, which... Um, I didn't want to go for because that is a little bit more risky. And then there's gallery balanced composite gross. And then the lowest was a gallery fixed income. So after I answered all the questions he asked, it came out that the best for me would be the gallery balanced composite. And I was originally planning on going to a financial planner who has his own business, But after speaking with this vice president, um, he was just so wonderful. And um, I'm I'm wondering what you think about that. And the other thing is um, I need to put, I believe you said, six months of emergency funds in a liquid savings. And also someone had shared with me that in case of emergencies, it's good to have like $500 cash in your home. And I'm just wondering what you think about those things. Yeah, very good. Uh, Let me just ask one question. Do you have any debt to speak of, Olivia? I do. Um, I'm embarrassed, but I do. I I have $6,000 on my credit card. But okay. I did. I just did a transfer balance, and they didn't charge me anything to do that. Okay, and the sixty thousand you have to invest. Do you have any emergency savings in addition to that, or would that be the extent of your savings? So I have. I do have a Roth I, um, IRA um, at fifteen thousand, okay. and I have a CD um, at five thousand. Okay, and when does that it. mature? The CD. Um, the Roth, it looks like they just renewed it. It looks like it's going to mature in like four years. And the CD um, should be um, in, I believe, 2021. Okay, very good. And last question. I know I said that before, but this really is the last question. How much do you spend? What are your expenses on a monthly basis? Um, you mean dollar-wise? Yes, ma'am, roughly. Um, I honestly don't know. Um, I know after I get off the phone with you today, I am going to make a list of everything, but it's usually just groceries and gas. Okay. 
Well, let's let's do this. L- let me just try to help because uh, there's a lot of moving pieces here. Let me just give you some general counsel, and then I want to get you to somebody who can really get into the nuts and bolts. Number one, uh, even though you have that uh, period where there's no interest on the credit card, I'd like for you to go ahead and pay that off. Um, I think it makes sense for you. Before you were to invest anything, I think we need to go ahead and get rid of all your consumer debt, and it sounds like that's your only one. So I'd write the check, be done with the 6000 and pay it off. Now you've got 54000 left. Then I would put away that six months of emergency funds. Let's say you're living on 2,500 a month. Uh, you'd take six months of that and you'd need, uh, you know, 15,000, uh, to be able to have an emergency savings, I'd put that in an online savings account linked to your checking account, but it's just a click away from you getting to it if you had an emergency expense. So that takes us to $21,000 uh, that we have uh, going out the door. So if we take that away from our $60,000, you have got $40,000 left. Um, in terms of where you go from here with that, I'd probably make sure that you're funding another year of the Roth IRA if you don't have a plan of available at work. And if you want to look at investing the rest of it, I think the key is uh, to make sure this is money that you don't plan to touch for at least 10 years. Uh, Because if that's the case, then we could go ahead and get another 6,000 this year into the Roth and then take the balance, which is roughly 30,000. And you could, you know, put that to work unless you had other goals that you're saving for in the shorter term, i.e. you need to replace the car and you want to do that without, without any debt. You have another major expense. If you own a home, you have a major repair coming down the pike, things like that. Uh, so I wouldn't be too quick to invest money that you know you need to use, let's say in the next five years. I'd pull that from the roughly 30000 that remains as well. With anything left, now we're talking about investing it. And I would probably look at uh, the expense side of this thing. If you wanted to do it yourself, you could visit with our friends at soundmindinvesting.org, or you could go to one of these robo-solutions like the, uh, you know, at uh, the Schwab Intelligent Investor, or uh, you could use Betterment. But if you have a relationship with your bank and you felt comfortable with that, I wouldn't have any problem with you investing with that individual. But I wouldn't put the whole sixty thousand in uh, because, again, when that credit card comes due and we're going to start paying interest on it, I don't want all your money tied up in the stock market and now you're having to pull it out. So that's why. I would make sure I do those other things first, okay? So let's go back over these. Number one, make sure you have a spending plan. Let's go ahead and get that written down and make sure you have a process of controlling the flow. Number two, I'd pay off the credit cards in full. Number three, open that online savings account, put in $15,000 in it. And then with the balance, decide between uh, savings goals that you have in the next five years, and that goes in the uh, online savings account. And then with the the rest, I'd fund the Roth, another 6000 and then consider investing the balance either with this gentleman you've been working with for 20 years at the bank uh, in that balanced uh, mutual fund or uh, looking at a lower cost solution like Schwab Intelligent Portfolios or Betterment. And with that, I think that at least gives you a track to run on. If you have any other questions, feel free to check with one of our coaches. Olivia, thank you very much. We appreciate your call today. One more, Fort Lauderdale. Rosa, thank you for holding. Uh, We're going to have to be brief, but uh, how can we help you? Thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, My question is regarding, uh, my husband is 67, I'm 60, and uh, we are planning to 
refinance the house. I, I would like to know if it's the best time. I have $60,000 in line of credit, and he has a 401k that uh, we don't know if we need to take it out of the money or not. Okay, um, let's talk about this. So you, um, what is the house worth, do you think? Uh, uh, 380 or 390 now. Okay, and what do you owe on the first mortgage? Uh, 171. And what do you owe on the second mortgage? Uh, Sixty thousand dollars. Okay. And I, how long? I, have, how long have you had that first mortgage? Do you know? Uh, Ten years. Okay. And what is the interest rate? At four seventy five right now, and the credit line is five. Yeah. Okay. All right. And was it a 30-year mortgage, Rosa? Yes, it was 30 years mortgage. I'm all okay. 20 years now. Okay, very good. And um, do you plan to stay in this home for a while? Yes, yes. Okay, very good. Uh, you are absolutely a candidate for refinancing because you could save at least a percentage point, assuming you have good credit. Uh, and that would be my rule of thumb. I want you to be in the home for at least five to seven years. I want you to save at least a point on the interest rate, but I'd really want you to do a 20-year loan uh, when you do this. And the key is going to be, can you afford that? So you're going to have to go back to the budget and see, can we afford a new 20-year mortgage where we put the first and the second together um, so we don't stretch out the term? And with the savings and the interest rate, does it still fit into our budget, meaning it's not more than 25% of your take-home pay. With the 401k, I'd roll that to an IRA. And with that, we're out of time. But you stay the line, and we'll talk just a bit more off air. We will indeed, Rosa. You hang in there. Thanks very much. We appreciate your call today. And thank you, again, as I mentioned, for tuning in and for listening and for being a part of the program. MoneyWise Live is a partnership between Moody Radio and MoneyWise Media, and you, our listeners. For Rob West, I'm Steve Moore, hoping you and yours have a wonderful remainder of the day. Then join us again next time.